The LinkedIn Podcast Network is sponsored by TIAA. TIAA makes you a retirement promise, a promise of a guaranteed retirement paycheck for life. Learn more at TIAA.org backslash promises pay off. LinkedIn News. Most employers want to believe their workplaces are incredible melting pots where the discrimination and inequalities of the outside world don't exist. Anyone who's part of a marginalized group knows that's not the case. So how do you find an employer that does its best to make sure people feel supported, included, and equal, regardless of their race, ethnicity, age, gender, religion, sexual orientation, gender identity, or disability? Well, we're talking all about it on today's episode. From LinkedIn News, this is Get Hired, a podcast for the ups and downs and the ever-changing landscape of our professional lives. I'm Andrew Seaman, LinkedIn Senior Managing Editor for Jobs and Career Development, bringing you conversations with experts who, like me, want to see you succeed at work, at home, and everywhere in between. Okay, I like to keep things real on this podcast and in my other work. Today, we're going to be talking about finding employers where you can bring your whole self to work. You may think this doesn't apply to you, but I still want you to stick around because I guarantee that at least some of your coworkers or future coworkers genuinely worry about being themselves in the workplace. The more we all recognize these concerns and work together, the less of a concern it can be. I'll give you an example of what I'm talking about. When I was new to the workforce, other than my naturally flamboyant nature, I didn't really tell anyone I was gay. I wasn't ashamed of it, but I genuinely didn't know how some people would react in the workplace. It's not like I wanted to go around telling everyone, hi, I'm gay. But when a coworker asks you what you're doing on the weekend, it can make you pause before saying, oh, I'm going to a concert with my boyfriend. Meanwhile, a lot of people don't have to worry about that when talking about opposite gender partners. It wears on you. I'm a cisgender white male, though. The reality is much worse for many people. Can they wear their natural hair? Should they try to mask their accent? Can they wear their religious head covering at work? In other words, can they be themselves? Stacy Gordon is joining us today to help us find an employer where the answer is yes, you can be yourself at work. Stacy is an executive advisor and diversity strategist who works to reduce bias in recruiting and barriers to hiring. She's a leader when it comes to the intersection of recruiting, career development, diversity, and workplace culture. She says the key to finding inclusive employers starts with you preparing important questions before your first interview. Here's Stacy. You want to go into it with lots of questions. So what is that going to take? It requires you to do some research up front. And Google is your friend. And it's not just about looking for the diversity statements. Reading the statement does help because it tells you how much effort they've put into it and how much forethought has gone into that. But beyond the statements, doing an internet search for news stories about the company, you want to know what have executives and leaders said about the company? Are there quotes that you can find? Are there press releases that you can read? Uh, volunteer work that they're doing? Are there employee resource groups in the news? Are there lawsuits? <laughs> right? There's all the things that you can dig up and really find out about a company to tell you a little bit more about the things that they probably won't tell you in an interview. 
this is where you really get the opportunity to learn more about the organization. And if you can't find anything, that also tells you something. So none of your leaders are out talking about DEI anywhere. There's nothing interesting. I always also tell people, go on the website and see who the leaders are. Do they all look alike? Are they all from a certain generation? Or are they all from like a certain school or maybe a cluster of schools? Absolutely. I remember seeing a statistic, and I don't know how true this is, but that Americans spend more time researching their vacation than their next job. You're going to be in this job for years. We don't put nearly enough time. Anyone who says that going that deep so you are going to be spending this time with these individuals. You want to go and check and see who are they? Am I going to enjoy this environment? What kind of events are you doing? Who do you send to conferences? Which conferences do you send them to? Are any of the attendees people who work in this company? Because that tells you how important it is for people to have professional development as well, right? Like, do we value education? We'll be right back with Stacey Gordon. The LinkedIn Podcast Network is sponsored by TIAA. In the last 100 years, we've seen financial markets swing, new currencies come and go, decades of savings lost in days, all showing that a retirement plan without a guarantee, quite simply, isn't enough. So more than a retirement plan, TIAA makes you a retirement promise. A promise of a guaranteed retirement paycheck for life. A promise that pays off. Learn more at TIAA.org backslash promises pay off. From the minds of visionaries to the desks of disruptors. I'm Laura Schmidt, host of the Redefining Work podcast. Join me each week as we explore the new world of work through the lens of those shaping it. CEOs, HR leaders, investors, and more. Be a part of the conversation that changes everything. Subscribe to Redefining Work today. And we're back with DEI strategist Stacy Gordon. When you get into the interview with a recruiter, what questions should you be asking? Because I think a lot of people, they're afraid to ask certain questions, especially ones that they think maybe that person would find uncomfortable, right? Absolutely not. You should not be afraid to ask a question. If there's two things that I always think about when it comes to looking for a job, are you in the phase where I need a job because I've got a family to feed? I am absolutely in dire straits and I need to get a job because that is a very different mindset of job search than I could leave, but I'm just looking to see I want to maybe move forward and find something a little bit better. You cannot use one strategy and overlay it on the other. Because if you're in a place where I absolutely need to get a job, get a job. Do what you need to do because we get it. You need to make money. But once you're comfortable, then the job search that you want to be doing is the one where you have time and you are able to do these kind of deep searches and you're really able to look at the environment, the people, the atmosphere, the culture, the type of work that you're going to be doing. Then you're not afraid to ask the questions. You can ask these questions without feeling worried or scared because if you go into it and you ask the question of, well, why is this position open, right? How long has it been open? How many individuals have had this job before me, you know, in the last two years, three years, five years? Those are questions that we've always asked, or at least we should have been asking. 
And they are DEI related because it kind of comes down to who's the manager in this role and how are they managing their teams and how are they valuing the people in those teams? And some of that you can probably find out from LinkedIn. There's enough people on there now that you can get a really good sense of how many people have held that position. And so some of that you can then take into an interview and say, I noticed that it seems as though at least three other people have had this role within the last five years. Do you have any information that you'd like to share about why that might be? Because then it's not you asking them to tell you. It's like, no, I already know. I need you to explain to me why. So I'm a big fan of checking the company and seeing who's worked there, how long they've worked there, and then seeing what are they posting. Yeah, I think you made such a good point about being in a position to ask those questions. Absolutely. And to continue along the lines of, you know, questions to ask, I think you could ask a recruiter, what access do we have to learning? Do we have an internal learning management system? I want to know Am I going to have a professional development budget? Because do you care about my career development and not just about getting me in the door? These are the things we, we think about. You're asking for all this information from me as a candidate. I'm going to need you to give me a little bit as well. Yeah, I think that is such great advice. One of the things has been really great is being able to work with LinkedIn Learning and having their new learning paths that they've got now, right? So we're talking about how do you find questions to ask. I think one of the things is they've got a whole new learning path on DEI awareness for individual contributors, which takes you through a number of different courses that you can learn from. And I think in that, as you start to go through it, it will start to give you ideas about this is what I'm looking for. This is what my work should look like. Definitely. And actually, for anyone who's interested in the learning path, we're going to link to it from the show notes. And my next question for you, Stacy, is getting beyond sort of the official channels of a company. And for people who maybe aren't part of a marginalized group, there are the employee resource groups that are representative of maybe parents at a company or black and brown employees or Hispanic employees or gay employees. But then there's what I call the off the books employee resource groups, which are like the Slack channels for only certain people where they can actually discuss issues in a safe space. Do you have any suggestions for job seekers or people who are interested in a company to find those groups and to basically say like, okay, you know, I talked to the recruiter, talked to the hiring manager, it all seems great. But what's it really like? Yeah, absolutely. I think what you said is a great point. Just, I mean, any social media being able to look and see where people are dialing in from. I've been on a couple of different sites like Fishbowl and Blind, and there's all these different places where you can find individuals who are talking about the organization. I am still a big fan of in-person because sometimes people don't want to necessarily leave a paper trail. And so if you can see when like recruiters are doing an open house, go to some of these different open houses and meet employees and make some connections. And that's going to give you the opportunity to learn a little bit from that as well. And then maybe say, hey, you know, I met you at this event. I'd like to talk to you a little bit more. Would you be open to that? So sometimes that's a little easier to do than somebody just dropping into like your DMs and saying, hey, can you give me all the dirt on your company? So I think there's a lot of different ways that you can do it. And you got to find the way that is comfortable for you. Yeah, I think those are really great pieces of advice. And before I let you go, Stacey, is there anything else that you want to say about this topic for job seekers or anything that maybe I forgot to ask about? I think it's really necessary to say that we are all worthy of finding a place where we belong and where we feel included. 
And for some of you, you might be sitting in a place where you're so used to the toxicity that you no longer see it. And I think that we really have to take kind of a new look around to be a little bit more aware about our environment and say, is this really the best place for me? Can I flourish and grow here? And if we can't, it might be time to think about where can we relocate our roots to. Yeah. And I always tell people that you deserve a job that doesn't make you miserable. And it doesn't mean you have to love your job, but you shouldn't hate to go there every day because you're going to spend quite a bit of time there. And like you said, you're worthy of a job that, you know, you enjoy. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Stacy. It's been so great chatting with you. Thank you. That was Stacy Gordon, who's an executive advisor, keynote speaker, author, and DEI strategist at Rework Work. As a reminder, you can find the LinkedIn learning courses Stacy mentioned in the show notes. After all, it's up to you to put her advice into practice. Still, you always have a community backing you up and cheering you on. Connect with me and the Get Hired community on LinkedIn to continue this conversation. Also, if you liked this episode, please take a moment to leave us a rating on Apple Podcasts. It helps people like you find the show. And don't forget to click that follow, subscribe, or whatever other button you find to get our podcast delivered to you every Wednesday. Because we'll continue these conversations on the next episode, right here, wherever you like to listen. Get Hired is a production of LinkedIn News. This episode was produced by Alexis Ramdow. Rafa Faria is our associate producer. Asaf Gidron engineered our show. Joda Georgi mixed our show. Dave Pond is head of news production. Enrique Montalvo is our executive producer. Courtney Coop is head of original programming for LinkedIn. Dan Roth is the editor-in-chief of LinkedIn. And I'm Andrew Simo. Until next time, stay well and best of luck.